we don't know what Botox is going to do to meat. So my dad was a butcher. So uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts about how we're going to eat the rich. Actually, I, I've got a dry rub prepared. We're going to do it Santa Maria style. Like we're wearing Raiders jackets, you know, like we're at a we're at a wedding in a backyard in Santa Maria, California, 805. What's up? What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bituation Room. Hello. I'm just going to call it a show. I've been calling it a live stream or a podcast. It's a goddamn show, you guys. It's a show. Give me a fucking budget. World. Universe. Hollywood. Hello, Mr. Hollywood. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Really happy to have you guys here. So glad you pressed play. So glad you decided to not be alone on your walk. Because, like, why? You know what I mean? Like, you could just be quiet right now, but you could also hang with me for the next hour and change. Uh, maybe two hours. I don't know. The show gets longer every time we do it. Um, I am so happy to have you with me in um, the little bitch bunker we got going on. Comedian Anna Valenzuela is here. Hell yeah. Uh, you remember her from being on this show before in addition to a lot of comedy credits and being absolutely wonderful and her own podcast super excited to break down um the january 6 committee hearings just one little fun segment from it i think we all know which one uh and then of course uh the further descent into literal hell that the planet is going on and uh because it's hot it's hot and there are winners and losers in this game, okay? Losers, monarch butterflies. Winners, a man in his trash can. We're going to talk about it. Uh, and then we are going to get into the further repercussions and the fallout of the Dobbs decision coming out of SCOTUS um, with Rafa Kidvai, who is the director of reproductive legal defense for the organization If, When, How. Got a lot of questions for them about, you know, what's next? For uh, in terms of legally, like where can we challenge these bans? Um, how can we get people help who are being unjustly uh, criminalized for exercising their basic human rights? Uh, so very, very excited for their take on all this. Um, and then finally, we're going to, of course, end this show with what's good. My favorite segment. I do have a few things. Usually I'm like, I don't know what's good. But this time I do. So everybody think. What is good in your life, in the world, artistically? Did something fun happen? Did you make a good meal? I don't care. I want to hear about it. We start with what we're bitching. We end with what's good. And then we're going to do a special bonus episode for all the patrons and all the Twitch subscribers. That's right. Franny has finally figured out or thinks she has figured out how to only stream to the Twitch subs. And and I apologize if I get it wrong, but I'm going to attempt this so that you can both be a patron and support the show, which we recommend. But then also, if you're a Twitch subscriber, look, man, that's money. And you've given this show money through Twitch. And so you deserve to have bonus content. So it'll be a separate stream, but I will be going live just again for the Twitch subs. So if you're watching on Twitch and you're not subscribed to the show, what are you doing? And if you want to support this show, again, a complete labor of love, completely 150% supported by grassroots 
uh, slash people powered um, content, uh, you know, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bituation Room is where you do that. You get a bonus 15, 20, sometimes even 30 minutes of content. Um, and also remember, last week I was wearing my friend Tifa shirt. Guys, get your merch, bituationroom.com. Two different kinds of shirts. I've made the logo a little smaller on the like title logo. I felt like it was very big. Um, but John Idarola of The Damage Report, who was on the show recently, was wearing his shirt the other day, and it was so sweet. It was so sweet. 100% union made. That is no lie, okay? You guys, even your favorite lefty shows are all doing sweatshop labor. And, like, look, I get it. It's cheap. It's fast. Etc. However, I walk the walk. And when I say walk, I mean waddle because I am seven months pregnant and I am on a bouncy ball right now. That's right. I've decided to move to a medicine ball or a yoga ball. And so if, if you see me bouncing, it's not because I have amazing thighs, although I do. No, it's because I'm on a, on a medicine, I mean, on a ball, whatever we want to call this ball. Anywho. Also, you can tip the show on Venmo, TBR-Live, TBR-Live on Cash App. We will be doing the fart song to thank all the patrons at 10 bucks or more and all of the big tippers, uh, of course. And final announcement, if you don't know, now you know, we're moving to Tuesdays. That's right. No more Sundays. No more ruining uh, the Lord's Day. You know what I'm saying? If we live in Christian nationalism... I'm going to take advantage of my Sundays, all right? And I'm going to, you know, I think Sunday should be abortion day is what I'm going to say. I mean, I'm not going to abort, but I do think if you're going to abort, make it on a Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, yeah, so we're moving to Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. uh, And that'll be great for the podcast listeners. You'll probably get that mm, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So it'll be your little midweek um, digression from all the things. Anywho, let's get into it. This is what our, it's so hot. I'm so warm right now. This is what are you, what are you bitching about? All right. Well, uh, beyond the fact that I've entered into the third trimester and it is not fun to sleep anymore. Like that hurts in every position I'm in, and I've got like five different pillows strategically <laughs> trying to prop different, like I've got a wedge under the belly. Anyway, it's difficult. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting with different pregnancy pillows and figuring it all out, um, or I could just start drinking a lot of wine, and that feels like a good option. So anyway, um, but the, other than that, which again, I'm not special, a lot of pregnant people have the same woes. Um, I am bitching about um, fake Republican feminism. I think it's something we got to talk about, especially as um, Liz Cheney, a representative Cheney of Wyoming, is trying to sort of make her name with the January 6th commission and doing a good job. Granted, she has bigger cojones. She has bigger ovaries than all other Republicans. But given that it is the party of, you know, little dicks like it's not saying a lot when she sticks her neck out because everyone else in her party is a fat coward that being said she's sort of you know she's dying on this hill literally because her her numbers are not good in wyoming 
of I'm going to actually try and hold President Trump accountable for the January 6th coup attempt. And I think that's it is admirable. It is good. Another Republican, Adam Kissinger, is not even seeking re-election. So he's just kind of this is literally his last stand. He'll be a lobbyist in uh, six months. But Liz Cheney has a very interesting way of going about this, especially in the most recent uh, hearings that we're going to talk about. But she had a very long closing uh, remark. And I cherry picked, if you can tell what she's trying to do, I cherry picked these moments where she basically is um, heralding the women who've testified. And a lot of them, yes, are Republicans who've testified before the committee and um, talks about women's suffrage and even quotes Margaret Thatcher, you know, that just like champion of women's rights slash warmonger um, who, you know, passed a bunch of austerity programs and, you know, heralded in incredible amounts of poverty uh, in the UK. And then, of course, began a war on Argentina, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here she is, Liz Cheney, really trying to just like speak to nobody here with these comments that are, she wouldn't call them feminists, but here they are. As will Cassidy Hutchinson. She sat here alone, took the oath, and testified before millions of Americans. She knew all along that she would be attacked by President Trump and by the 50, 60, and 70-year-old men who hide themselves behind executive privilege. But like our witnesses today, she has courage, and she did it anyway. Cassidy, Sarah, and our other witnesses, including Officer Caroline Edwards, Shea Moss, and her mother, Ruby Freeman, are an inspiration to American women and to American girls. In this room, in 1918, the Committee on Women's Suffrage convened to discuss and debate whether women should be granted the right to vote. This room is full of history, and we on this committee know we have a solemn obligation not to idly squander what so many Americans have fought and died for. Ronald Reagan's great ally, Margaret Thatcher, said this, let it never be said that the dedication of those who love freedom is less than the determination of those who would destroy it. Let me assure every one of you this. Our committee understands the gravity of this moment, the consequences for our nation. We have much work yet to do, and we will see you all in September. (laughs) Yes, Queen. Um, So that's Liz Cheney. And, And look, Those women and men, everyone who testified has shown a certain amount of courage. Absolutely. And I would agree with her, especially the young women like Cassidy Hutchinson, who, by the way, the reason they don't announce who the witnesses are going to be and that it was Cassidy Hutchinson is because your own party has made it okay to specifically troll women online and send them death threats and, oh, I don't know, maybe like actually arrive at their home. Like, 
Do you understand that that's, that's your party? That's your entire political party now. And I know you're trying to speak to, a God, the New York Times editorial board. Like, who are you? Like, you're like fucking the head of CNN. I don't even, Maggie Haberman. Like, who, who are you really talking to right now? And, I, and look, I've been asking myself this question for a very long time. Why in the hell do women vote for the Republican Party? Why? And especially young women. Because young women are generally, and this is in a different time, you know, when we had, a, you know, abortion rights and uh, bodily autonomy rights, you would, I, t- I spoke to young Republican women and they were like, yeah, I think we need more women in leadership in the Republican Party. And I'm always like, go you, you know, like you go, go forth and change your party. And then fucking Donald Trump gets elected. And a lot of women are going along with it. A lot of them to my face are like, we just need a big, strong man to take control. And, and so Y'all have a lot of work to sort out, but don't start bringing in all women and these young women and all and these like, oh, and these horrible men who are just like using executive privilege and like, no, 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 you're not part of an actual feminist movement. Why? Because you're fucking anti-choice. That's why. Because you are horribly, horribly right wing and you do not actually believe in human rights for all people and, and to prove that, here is what you were saying after the SCOTUS ruling on Dobbs. Liz Cheney, on Twitter, I've always been strongly pro-life. Today's ruling by the Supreme Court returns the power to the states and the people of the states to address the issue of abortion under state law. Amazing. Bless, bless, your, bless your heart. Yeah, it's all about states' rights. That's what I mean. It's really about states' rights. Each and and yet, huh? Funny how the same people who do not think that Donald Trump legitimately lost the 2020 election, the thing that you believe, the thing that you're now talking about, they also want voting, voting to be a states' rights issue. They want electors to be selected by legislators. Yeah, let's just get le- legislatures to select who the electors are instead of you know the people. That'll be great. We'll send different sites. That's that's under the guise of states' rights as well. So what are you actually saying? We're living in the biggest rollback of women's rights in a generation. And Liz Cheney's up there going, we need to remember the suffragists just as I support anti-choice measures. No, no, fuck you. Go make your fucking stand. Let's Let's ride this shit out. Help the Democrats if we can at all. And you go think about your goddamn party. Don't expose me. Don't put it on us. Don't don't lie about who your fucking party is. And you know what? And this is what I'm going to get into later. Don't put it on Trump, man. Stop putting all this shit on Trump. Stop it. I'm so done with everyone. Oh, well, Trump. No, man. Trump was a Trojan horse for every single Republican. Cheney voted with Trump 90% of the time. No patience for that. Absolutely none. You will not. My God. If you're a young Republican woman, like I like, again, bless you. I hope you guys can all go form an alternate reality where this isn't your party. Um, But until then, it sure as shit is. Anyway, with that, I'm going to bring in uh, for the hour my guest Median to bring some levity as I get even more hot, even more upset. Uh, she's a comedian, writer, and podcaster. You've seen her 
in Comedy Central's Roast Battle and performing all over Los Angeles and around the country. She hosts the podcast 12 Questions, an in-depth look at sobriety. It's so good. Please welcome Anna Valenzuela. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was just uh, hoping to look at uh, Liz Cheney looks like a Mrs. Potato Head. I just want to say that. (laughs) She's... I know that's not very uh, politically mature or anything, uh, but you know, if you're going to be a, a hypocrite, you might as well have like a, a little, a little uh, a pouch in your back to keep your lies. So I oh, think that's so great. Yeah. And you can swap on different hats whenever you need to, when you want to like hate the Democrats, you can swap on that. Hat yeah. I hate the Democrats. I hate women's rights. Yeah. I hate insurrections. Wait a minute. None of these things intersect. I swear to God. Um. You're ju- I'm just a naked spud. I'm just a Cheney. That's all I am at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. I bet they all just look like potatoes with their clothes off. Absolutely. Maybe. Allegedly. Sorry, I'm not being very mature. Here's the thing. This is such a serious and beautiful show. I feel like every time I'm on this show, I'm like, yo, I just learned so much. Um, But it's uh, not serious. You're here for a reason, Anna. You're goddamn here for a reason. I'm here to be the silly. You're here to bring (laughs) your to sweet house the salt over here. How radicalized are we all now? Like, are we all like the kind of leftists where we're not, um, like, like uh, me and my gay friend are going shooting on Wednesday because we don't want to have we don't want the cops and the Republicans to be the only people who know how to use a gun. You know what I mean? I'm taking a gun safety class. That's how radicalized I'm getting because <laughs> I've gone around to the other direction. I'm going to be next to the guy with the Blue Lives Matter shirt, just like <laughs> see you in the future. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Once when the Civil War kicks off, I'll be like, but I don't believe in violence. And then I'll be the first one dead. It's, it's going to be great. I'll be like, but this goes against my values. And then, uh, you know, what good are those? Um, Anna, beyond this, what are you bitching about today? Oh, my gosh. Uh, what am I bitching about today? Uh, woo. You know, uh, I just I got off work and, uh, you know, because I'm a comedian, so we all have day jobs. And uh, I think homelessness, uh, not homelessness, the unhoused population in Los Angeles County is egregious. And there's no better way than pointing that to point that out to yourself. If you have a tourist group from another country who continually go, how did this happen? (laughs) And you get to explain that. I thought you were rich. I, yes, I thought you were the richest country in the world. And, and I thought this was Los Angeles, the land of dreams. And then you get to explain to them that there are literal zip codes where the median income for a house is, uh, for a ho- the median household income is 25000 a year next to zip codes where the median household income is 180000 a year. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm bitching about today. I uh, just, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's egregious. We have so much space. Why yeah. just either turn the turn the empty turn the business the the empty businesses that um, will eventually become the commercial real estate bubble that will burst on our heads into low cost housing and actually keep it low cost or knock it all down and put a bunch of trailer parks in I don't care just as long as we all live indoors <laughs> indoors during a pandemic oh also our president has, do you think you think does everybody just forget. That are we just like fuck that COVID now? Is that what we're doing now? Are we just fucking that COVID? Just like whatever, we all getting COVID now. Woo! Is that what's going on? Yeah, I, I wish I could. I mean, 
it's a little bit of a, <laughs> I feel like it's a bit of a flex when you are eating indoors. Just at this point, it feels like a wealth flex. Like whatever, I've got money. I just drop a hundred dollars, like going out to eat. It's like the one thing, like the expense I like don't really miss, you know, that COVID's taken away because it's like expensive as hell. Anywho. Yeah. But, um, but yes, also people who are eating indoors and like, just like swanky. And I get it. You know, you're in Hollywood. You got to like, I don't know, show your face, be at the cool places, but it's like, there's so much COVID in here. There's, it's all COVID. There's so much COVID on your tapas. Yes. You're here for your 11 course meal. Each course is the size of a computer mouse and, um, (laughs) and is designed to taste like the exact opposite of what it looks like, but also you're indoors. So enjoy the COVID. It's like MSG, but backwards. Right. Okay. So just to clarify, you get, you give tours to tourists. Where are you mostly downtown? And are you on a segue? Oh, all over. It's because it's not on a segue. First off, do I look responsible enough for a segue? I'd be dead (laughs) if I was on a segue. I see those segue tours. I'm like, how? 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 (laughs) No, I'm in a minivan. It's private tours. And we do... um, we do all over the city. It's customizable. I love a downtown tour. Uh, but one of the funniest things about it is, again, you get people from all over the world. You get characters from all over the world. But it is like a private, expensive tour. Did I tell you that's how I finally got COVID? <laughs> of course. Of course. A, woman, a woman walked in, walked up to my van with a wet tissue in one hand Ooh. and was like... And she goes, I'm just a little sick. Can we go to the drugstore? I need Tylenol. Don't worry. I'm from Florida. I already had COVID. It doesn't feel the same. (laughs) And I was like, I texted my boss, today is the day I get the Rona. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, happy birthday to me. (laughs) Did you let her in the vehicle? You know, uh, I talked to him afterwards, uh, and, and my boss was like, yeah, you could have discontinued it, but capital, I mean, would, would I have yeah. been able to do that? I don't know. Um, I didn't feel empowered to do that in that moment, but now today I'd be like, I'm sorry, ma'am, we're going to refund your money. You're clearly uh, gross. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Your if you're feeling sick, your I germs. think it's the number one thing is like, even if you're testing negative, I'm just like, if you're feeling sick, just no. If you're like, no, runny nose, I'm just, no, you're a no for me. It took me like five days to get, uh, to get a a positive test. And I felt like crap for five days. Exactly. I'm saying like, there's nothing Mm -hmm. at this point with testing and everything. It's just, if you're feeling sick is the easiest way. Um, Stay home. If you're feeling antisocial, stay home. If you're feeling, if you've got a fart that you can't get out, stay home. Just stay home, everybody. It's fun in there. If you've got an adorable cat, stay home. That's what I do. Um, You, we, yeah, you got good cat game. There's just one of them, but she's so cute. Is the kitty ready for the baby? By the way, I should have made, I should have made the thing I'm bitching about the fact that you do not look pregnant in the least. Where's that baby? (laughs) D- down, here, the trimester? down here down there yeah. down below uh, also also <laughs> a little bit in the boobs in fact a lot of it in the boobs but you can't tell with this shirt but let me tell you girl they you got, are you got tatas now they have, i've got tatas for the first time and i don't know what to do with them i'm like i'm like everybody everybody i'm like you know you sir come over here um 
you flash your significant other as much as possible. Uh, you you lean. You yeah. try to use the power of the tatas. I'm for. I I got a completely different re- reasons. Hormone imbalance. I'm going to have the opposite of a baby. I'm going to have a hysterectomy in the next year. And, yes. <laughs> but I got some big old boobies out of it, and uh, I think it's. I think you should wield them for all the power that they're worth. Now that the patriarchal misogynist state has taken over, we I, I do think if one has tatas, I've been I've been talking about this on stage and how like I get OnlyFans now because my boobs are nice, and so I'm like, I get monetized body parts like because if you got it you can't give it away for free you know you got to make people yeah. pay um we got to get yeah. into this week though uh, instead of talking about my tits um <laughs> <laughs> let's move it along people um so much happened this week uh we're gonna get into two specific stories but first um biden tested positive for covid but said he's getting a lot of work done from home which is very anti-establishment of him because when most people are homesick, they usually do nothing. Biden does nothing when he goes into the office. See how that works? The WHO has declared monkeypox a public health emergency and the vaccine and testing rollout has been super slow. Uh, The majority of cases, though not all of them, have affected men who have sex with other men, which is probably why the rollout is so fucking slow because, um, you know, homophobia. Uh, also, it's super stigmatized, so don't. It's not only men who have sex with men, but I would just say, because of that, I do think it's a tall order for all the anti-vaxxers and non-believers um, to sort of get around this pandemic. Like, I feel like Joe Rogan will now have to receive anal from Tim Pool to own the libs, and I'm here for it. I think that's great. Uh, Amazon has purchased One Medical Group, a private health insurance company for nearly $4 billion. And I can't wait for Alexa to become your primary care doctor. When were you last sexually active? That must be nice. What is orgasm? I am an AI bot trapped inside of a flashing speaker. I am horny. And Jeff Bezos won't give me a body except for the one sex doll that is his. Anyway, um, that'll be fun. It's a good future we have. Finally, uh, or not finally, almost finally, Steve Bannon found guilty of contempt of Congress for refusing to testify to the January 6th committee. He has been uh, convicted of two misdemeanors, punishable for up to 30 days and one year in prison. However, no one has been imprisoned for contempt of Congress since the McCarthy hearings, which would be really fun for Bannon to like finally have something to empathize with communists over where he's like, (laughs) bro, I get it. Um, And Kylie Jenner is getting dragged for taking a 12 minute private flight from different points, flights, many flights from different points in Southern California um, which is like a perfect encapsulation of billionaire excess while life on earth dies from CO2 emissions. Now, I just want to say, I don't want to explain to my kid who the fuck Kylie Jenner is and why koalas are dying so that a socialite with a na- nice ass could live. Um, I would rather explain who Kylie Jenner was before we raided her mansion and turned her jet into a barricade. <laughs> During or after the rev and when I join Anna shooting. Anyway, for everything else, this is the week (laughs) where. Well, keep her butt. You know what I mean? That's valuable. Like, like, you know, obviously when we do eat the rich, we won't eat that part. 
it's well, mostly I mean, you, it's toxic as well. Like it's not. Yeah, real there's flesh. a lot of we don't know what Botox is going to do to meat. So my dad was a butcher. So uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts about how we're going to eat the rich. Actually, I, I've got a dry rub prepared. We're going to do it Santa Maria style. Like we're wearing Raiders jackets, you know, like we're at a, we're at a wedding in a backyard in Santa Maria, California, 805. What's up? Anyway, we're, we're going to do it like that. You know, put it on a French roll, lightly buttered, grilled next to the, to the, the But you got to uh, tenderize the, the Botox more, right? Because it won't break down the way like regular yeah, fat break would. it down. Yeah. Or it could be like a preservative, you know, like a cured meat. That's true. So it could be it, it could be like oh. eating like a like a bratwurst or something. <laughs> we don't know. Uh but TBD, yeah, it, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be Yeah, weird. we'll find out. We'll find out what the Botox is doing. We'll find out what the lip filler tastes like. Uh that <laughs> for me is more upsetting than the Botox. I'm like Ugh. But it no, tastes the, like oh, the lip filler for sure. Um This was the week where the January 6th committee held another hearing, this time focused on how Trump truly wants to watch the world burn unless he can be king of the ashes. It's the only time. Um, He watched Fox News for three hours on January 6th instead of calling off the mob, instead of doing everything that Fox News hosts themselves begged him to do, which was call off the mob. You're, quote, ruining your legacy, which is very funny. You're like, no. Pretty, pretty sure this is the natural conclusion of his legacy, guys. Like, mm-hmm. have you been, have you been watching this guy for four years? Um, I don't know what they were doing. I think they were just like sleeping or just masturbating furiously at people being angry at them. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it is, it is just everything is so succession to me when it comes to Fox News and Trump, you know, mm. and how they're mm-hmm. like, oh no, no, we wanted to like stir hatred, but like it's come home to roost. Like, and you remember, you remember there's oh. like a, a one episode where there's the uh, active shooter inside ATN, which is like the Fox News studios, and it yeah. turns out to be someone who just committed suicide at their desk, which is, and they were all, they're all like, oh, okay, cool, tight. Oh, no one's coming for us? Awesome. Tight, 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 tight. Someone just <laughs> couldn't handle working in this cesspool any longer. Um, yeah. Anywho, so every single Trump official in that was th- – this was during the hearing. Kaylee McEnany, Pat Cipollone, um, the, like the, one of the final um, press people for Trump, sort of a Kaylee McEnany adjacent offshoot um, apologies – uh, they all testified that basically it was Trump. It was Trump who didn't want to call off his goons. It was Trump who was avoiding all the legal advice. It was Trump who wanted to go, obviously, to the Capitol and lead them in this final hurrah. Um, we also learned a couple other things. We learned that Josh Hawley uh, is a bitch uh, who was running to escape the Capitol building uh, hours after he, re- after he was throwing up his fist to the crowds in solidarity. So he was like, yes, hell yeah. Um, we learned that members of Mike Pence's security detail were so afraid for their lives that day and were so unsure that they were going to get out that they were calling their families to say goodbye. This is not just mm-hmm. his security detail, his own detail. Like, so his assistants and aides mm-hmm. um, calling their families to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they. Did you watch any of the, uh, did you find on Twitch any of the live streams from inside? Like the people actually like. Laugh, laughing at Josh Hawley running away. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. good. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's insane. And yeah, we, they had every right to believe that something worse was going to happen. I don't know how something worse didn't happen. I think that's sort of what we're all learning. Like, oh, it was super close to being a coup and something way worse definitely happened. Um, also, just like the hand to hand combat, the very, again, the Game of Thronesy, like long night goodbye shit, like, or like the long night, not long night goodbye. <laughs> not even a good episode of Game of Thrones. No. Just last season, every episode sucked. The shit, exactly. <laughs> the shit episode of Game of Thrones, but the long night. They were, they were just like hand to hand combating it. Um, and I just can't believe, like, you, Mike Pence will absolutely run for president. And laud Trump incessantly. He will talk about Trump. Like, he may not run in 2024, but he's definitely going to run at some point. And he's going to make... Yes, absolutely. uh, I think Pence... Don't the Republicans not even like him? They don't, but they're kind of going to forget because he he was... It just... Watch. He can't... He's going to skate the, like, Glenn Youngkin line of not being throwing Trump under the bus, but also not embracing him too much. Um, And he's going to have to be like, this was a great man. We had a great presidency. He did great things. And this is someone who wanted him dead, who was fine with the hang Mike Pence chance. And to the point where his security and his staff were saying goodbye. And those motherfuckers, though, they're going to keep working for Republicans too. Like if you were a Mm -hmm. staffer at Pence's, in, in Pence's detail or in, in his office, like they're probably going to work for other Republicans. They might work for, you know, who knows? Maybe Josh Hawley's hiring. Like that's, what's insane to me about this is also like these hey people. Hey guys, you want a job? You got to learn how to yeah. run fast. <laughs> you got to keep up, bro. Got to keep up. Well, come on, bro. We're going to CrossFit to run from our sins. <laughs> We're going to go from the mob. We stirred up just an hour ago. Oops. Insane. Um, there, yeah, there should be like a special little sign or like a little, little flag for the ones who are chill. I mean, it's, it's just the Nazi flag. Anyway, um, <laughs> obviously the best part of this entire hearing. And I think, you know, even me who's like, you know, like, whatever, what are we going to see? Oh, great, great. We knew all this shit, but we didn't see this. And this was fun. Outtakes from the day after the coup attempt, Trump trying to record a video message addressing what took place on January 6th. So this is January 7th. And watch how he cannot do it. He cannot say the words. And we will talk about why he cannot. But getting him in this, not only does he look vulnerable, but he looks mad. And I'm curious, Anna, as to how how you take this or how you're seeing it. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law, you can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over. Okay? But Congress is certified. Now Congress is Yeah, right. Now Congress is I didn't say over, so let, let me see. 
Don't go to the paragraph before. Okay? I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Just take that. The heinous attack. Ah, good. Take the word yesterday, because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say on our country. Want to say that? No, no, no. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. We need an age limit. We need an age limit. I don't. <laughs> file. Mm, I got that. He. <laughs> Yesterday's a hard word. <laughs> it's hard for me. I only like like he initially I was like, OK, so this is a man who like if again, lacking object permanence, you have no concept of past or future. It's just what is right in front of you at the moment. Um, but then there so, may so be. A- you also agree that he is the trappings of an uh, of an aging narcissist moving into um, uh, what you call it, Senility. Uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, no yeah. disrespect. But that might be more of a generous take because I have also heard the idea that maybe if he doesn't specify yesterday, he doesn't really have to specify what attack. You know, the heinous oh, attack. Yeah. Heinous attack on. On our country Whatever. at some point. Anyway, who knows? In the future, in the past. I'm not sure when BLM uh, tricked Antifa <laughs> into storming the Capitol. But it's so... You know what I, I, I feel? I, I feel like he's scary. I feel like for the first mm-hmm. time, Trump is... Not just in what he's saying, but how he's acting. He's scary. He definitely is childlike, obviously. He's a fucking whiny bitch. He's just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it's over. I don't want to say the election's over. No. But he's also kind of fucking scary. Like, there's a little bit of a, like, uh, like when he gets mad. Like, yeah. he's, I don't know. He's, he's frustrated. It felt like, um, you, you ever watched The West Wing? It felt like the, uh, the debate prep episodes of The West Wing a little bit. Uh, but dumber. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and also I, yeah, actively while he's saying it, like the things, the talking points, everybody used to say, Oh, his team, his team's going to teach him how to do this. His team's going to teach him how to president. Yeah. Guess what? His team is giving him the words to say, to stop the chaos and to keep the country from thinking that this was some sort of sham election. And he's saying, I don't want to say that. I don't want to, I, I don't want to say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that because I'll lose numbers. I can't say that because I'll lose whatever this weird mob I've created. That you can't even really call it a political party. It's just this like weird mob of you know of folks that I I want to believe that they're misled. Like I want to believe that they're misled and that maybe like they come from dysfunctional families or maybe they just drank too much Mountain Dew or they, maybe it's Crown Royal. I don't know. We have yet to but, see like, the, we have yet to see yes the Crown Royal or the Mountain Dew defense. Um, yeah, yeah. but I'm excited for that. Yeah. It would be easy for me to be like, these are stupid people. These are uneducated. You know, I don't want to, people would look at me and be like, well, that's an uneducated person. But you know, when I, when I see these folks, I want to believe they've just, they've believed something more convenient than the reality. Yes. Right. Like, and so he's got to keep them under their delusion. Yeah. So he can 
he get can get away with something maybe he can never actually admit that the election that he lost he can never admit that he lost he can never admit that they were wrong he said that they love he loved them when they were going home he said they needed peace but fuck peace i mean who like peace is not necessarily a good word in the maga handbook um yeah peace to them is us not existing right absolutely yeah. exactly they they're they're still a long way off from peace they're basically like no no people of color no peace you know what i mean or, or then, <laughs> then peace. Like, they're like peace? white ethno state, then peace. Like, their chants are very different than our chants. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, look, you're talking about someone who threw Mo Brooks uh, under the bus. Uh, this is Representative Mo Brooks just lost his primary election because Mo was like, we need to look forward, not backwards. And the crowd booed him. And he fucking, that's what he said. He didn't even say, he might've said, he might've said that the election was legitimately won by Joe Biden, but not even, he just said, let's look to 2024. And he got fucking hammered for it. So you can't even say that before the mob wants to hang you. So I, I agree. It's for his political neck and also even Trump's scared of his own fucking mob to a certain degree mm-hmm. and what he's yeah. done. And I yeah. just will say, the question is, what's going to come out of all this? When you've got the Washington Post already, like, very centrist, very, like, hmm, let's see, like, on the Daily, like, they had, like, a you know prosecutor who worked with the Mueller team who was like, I don't know, I don't know if there's enough crime there to convict and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, bro, we know how you think because you didn't think there was fucking enough crimes to convict a sitting president because he was a sitting president in terms of the Mueller investigation and working with Russia to uh, put your thumb on on the election scale. But like now he's not a fucking sitting president. Anyone in their right mind would say, no, he's guilty. He's guilty as hell. So this yeah, is go for it. Washington Post saying, I'm no longer doubtful. If Garland has a case, Trump must be prosecuted. That's obviously in reference to um, um, the attorney general, Merrick Garland. What criminal statutes did all, does all this conduct violate? This this um, the op-ed asks. Try 18 U.S.C. Section 1512, which applies to anyone who corruptly obstructs, influences, or, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so. Try 18 U.S.C. Section 371, which prohibits a conspiracy to defraud the United States. Such defrauding includes efforts to obstruct quote the lawful functions of any department of government. Yeah, that's two yeah. right there. Um, but wasn't that sort of the model of his presidency anyway, to like remove people and remove resources from areas of government that were inconvenient for the Republican Party and their donors? Yes. And and this is I mean, but no longer do we have I mean, we've got Merrick Garland, who's. By no means yeah. trying trying to uh, go after a former sitting president who he absolutely should. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that the entire I think what you're saying is the entire point of the Trump administration was absolutely to obstruct government in general. Democracy. Yeah, democracy, <laughs> democracy because it's messy. General. It's messy, it's labor intensive, it's exhausting, but it's necessary and and I think that like the whole you could t- I mean you could logically push that argument, but uh yes, that day obviously they were obstructing they were actively trying to obstruct 
the the uh, the election being ratified. They were elected. It was it just it's bananas. Mm-hmm. It's just bananas. And I mean, we were there. We all watched it. I sat I sat here and listened to my roommate scream uh, at the TV all day. And uh, and it's uh, it, it it's just it's stupid that I I don't know I don't know how I feel about the hearings themselves. In that like what what are they are people what are people getting out of it that we didn't already know? Tell me, tell me, tell me, Fred. I mean, and the sad part is, is I think, I think we're all kind of wondering that. I think it is important to take stock of what happened. It's important to hear Republicans actually point the blame at Trump, even though their party created him. But the question is, what is Merrick Garland going to do? Will there be a criminal uh, charge brought against a former president? And if there isn't, then the answer to avoiding your crimes and um, any accountability for them is to just run for president. And we all fucking know how easy it will be for another Trump, if not Trump himself, to be elected to the highest office. And because of of precedent, because of the fact that we didn't actually prosecute Donald Trump, that person could get away with whatever the fuck they want. Absolutely whatever Mm -hmm. they want. So it is a horrible, horrible, horrible precedent if we do not bring charges against Trump. So I fucking hope, Anna, that it ends in in that. But we shall see. TBD in September when Liz Cheney's going to talk about, you know, um, more, more, bring in some more Thatcher quotes. It'll be great. Um, we do got one think- more story. I have to. Yes. Tell me. It's OK. Do you think Liz Cheney's going to run? Mm, maybe. If she doesn't okay. win in Wyoming, I don't see it, but maybe she could. Yeah. And then you're going to hear a lot of centrists being like, she could totally win. Yeah. And a general Girl power. God. And then Nan- <laughs> Michelle, she'll run as a fucking Democrat and then we'll all jump like we've needed to for a long time. <laughs> um, get her a pantsuit. Okay. Get God, this woman in a pantsuit. <laughs> don't don't right. come for me, Hillary people. <laughs> No Hillary people here. I mean, obviously, everyone, <laughs> everyone held their nose to vote. And if you didn't, I blame you. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's move on because we've got one more story before we bring Rafa in. This was the week where the temperature of Earth matched the state of our democratic institutions. Melting. <laughs> <laughs> Europe's heat wave has already killed a thousand people. Uh, remember, a lot of people in over there do not have AC they don't have their AC units blasting. Um, I am like, I love my AC unit more than I love anyone, more than my husband, more than the unborn child I'm carrying. <laughs> it's the AC unit. Let's be real. Um, there are wildfires raging from Greece to Spain. Tuesday, the UK broke its heat record of 40 degrees Celsius, which is 104 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the record. And they broke it. You know, there's a reason that that the British are always like, we go to Spain. You know, yeah, yeah. There, there's a reason they like go summer somewhere else because it's never actually like horribly hot. Um, mm-hmm. And it was. Uh, Greenland lost enough ice in a three day stretch in July to fill 7.2 million Olympic sized swimming pools. And I want one. Um, and this is all sad. This is all awful. Um, let me ex- break it down even more. 
This was earlier in June, but the World Meteorological Organization says there's a growing chance that global temperatures will break the 1.5 Celsius threshold over the next five years compared to pre-industrial levels. There's actually a 20% possibility that that mark will be broken in any one year before 2024. So that's two years away. Um, The reason 1.5 is really important is we need to keep the climate, the temperature below 1.5 degrees Celsius to avoid the worst climate impacts. Um, the target, sorry, that 1.5 is the amount that the globe's warmed, not like total. This is the amount that it's warmed mm-hmm. since the industrial age. The target was agreed to by world leaders in 2015, the Paris Climate Accords. And uh, previous studies had put the short-term in- chances of going above 1.5 at 10%. Now it's doubled and said, uh, say the climate modelers, and it's increasing with time. So essentially, 20% chance we're going to break it in in two years. And then most certainly we will break it by uh, 1.5 over the next five years. So shit is bad. Um, however, we do have some heroes. And I have to say this man is has won the internet for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, this is maybe it's a fake. I don't care. But. The UK temperatures led to the best video, uh, a man sitting in his own trash can and yelling at a man filming him sitting in his trash can. Bloody problem. Listen, there's no problem. I'm just saying you're in the bin. Yeah, I'm swimming. But yeah, yeah but why? Because it's a hot day. Yeah, yeah, but you're in the bin. Yeah, well, I'm trying to enjoy the hottest day in England. It's 40 degrees. Well, what, what, it's not, it's not, it's not a celebration. It's not, it's not well, like a bit. celebration. How is it? Well, it's a celebration for normal English people like me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but no buts. No, no, but you're having a cocktail in the bin. Yeah, I'm having a cocktail in the bin. But why? Right. If you want to fight about it, come here and fight. You're trying to bring me down. No, no, I'm I'm not trying to bring you down. Yes, you are. I'm not. Of course you are. I'm not trying to bring you. You come here first of all, saying, "Oi, oi, what are you doing?" Like in my own bin, in my own house. Yeah. Uh, You got nothing to say now, have you? Yeah, you just want to sit there giving it waffle, waffle, waffle. You don't want to come and fight like a man. No. You just want to say, eh, you can't do this, you can't do that. When I, all I want to do is enjoy the sunshine. No, 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 no. I'll come out, but like, I don't oh, want to yeah, fight. Well, come out then. Don't just say, oh, I will come all out. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'm coming out. Come out. All right, you're coming out. I'll knock your bloody nose down your throat. All right, then go on then. <laughs> Why would he fight him? That man was just living his life. <laughs> In my own bin, you're trying to bring me bin. down. You're trying to bring me down. What's, this is this is the most. I, <laughs> Matt and I, uh, my husband, have realized that our relationship is this relationship that he is man in bin, and I am, <laughs> <laughs> I am dude filming him accurate not trying to bring him down but just like why you know what i mean why do you have to chew ice like that you know like why do you <laughs> do things the way you do and he's like you're trying to bring me down i'm like no i'm not like i'm living my life but it's true i fucking love this guy he's in his trash can it's hot trash summer guys everything is trash, hot trash summer and <sighs> And it's it just I we need that because everything is awful and scary, but a man in bin wins for me. Um, man in bin. There's Put a you lot in the bin. <laughs> Put you in the bin. He just kept saying but that was bin. what was provoking him. 
you're in the bin. <laughs> and it's like, I will fight you. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to fight. And then he falls. And, and you know, look, maybe it was all staged. Maybe they were friends. I don't know. He maybe. was like in a car. It feels, if you're not, if you're listening to a podcast, dude who was filming was in a car, gets out. And then the guy, if, mm-hmm. as you heard from the splash, fell out of his bin. And it was glorious. And he bin. spilled his drink, which was the saddest part of that whole thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was Ooh. very sad. Who among us hasn't bought a three foot inflatable pool for children in Los Angeles and then just sat in it? <laughs> I I bought a, I bought a like like comically large inflatable pool so it could be big enough for Matt, and then we needed like chlorine for it. It was very funny. It was so stupid. <laughs> That's how big it was. <laughs> it needed. For Matt's size, Matt get, Matt's body is the inflatable man in front of a furniture store. <laughs> that's so much cool. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. And that's I imagine so- he's like, now yeah, the chlorine's making my skin itch. Like, I just imagine you him know him upset about way, the whole thing. You know him very well. <laughs> Anna putting Matt Lieb on blast. Um, <laughs> So funny. So okay, back in the U.S., we've got horrible. Obviously, daily d- temperatures are bro- being broken in Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas. There's a fire raging out of control in Yosemite. Um, we just, you know, we want to know what's going on. What is President Joe Biden going to do? So he, before he got COVID, unveiled a series of executive actions. Did not call for a national emergency that a, a lot of climate justice activists and climate activists were asking him to. But what does this do? A series of executive actions, $2.3 billion to FEMA's Building Resilient Infrastructure and Communities Program, um, directing HHS to expand their air conditioning and cooling centers using money from the infrastructure bill, expanding offshore wind power. Um, but it doesn't do a lot of things. So for example, if he were to declare a national emergency, he could free up a bunch of money. Um, He could use emergency powers, which you can't do otherwise to do things like um, basically circumventing Congress. Since we know nothing's going to get past Senator Joe Manchin, reinstating a crude oil export ban, stopping offshore drilling. Senator Whitehouse, who I really love, he's like my little like, like, what is it? My silver fox in, in the Senate. Um, mm-hmm. He's saying we should we need a robust social cost of carbon rule, require carbon capture from all major emitters, stricter limits on co-pollutant, co-pollutants, stronger emissions controls on cars and light trucks, um, hunt methane leaks, um, create some sort of DOJ to uh, tell DOJ to evaluate tobacco style climate litigation. Um, so similar in the ways that they went after big tobacco companies go after, um, actual like climate polluters, um, Mm -hmm. dozens of smaller regulation regulations across departments, call out corporations who block climate action, um, use existing, the existing executive branch and tariff authority to establish a carbon border tariff for imports from countries with worse relative carbon emissions based on industry carbon density. That's very interesting. So essentially like you can't cross Mm -hmm. state lines without paying a certain carbon tax. Um, Mm -hmm. All of these things that he could do and he's doing a fraction of them. It's similar, I think to his approach to reproductive rights which is like, oh, here's all the things I could do. I'm going to do this much. 
and yeah. immigration rights and dealing with the detention centers with water, the whole thing, his whole, I think his whole thing is just like, you know, when you've got to clean up before your family comes, so you just shove it all in a closet and then you close it up and then you like <laughs> put some Windex on it and you're done. That's the Biden administration in a nutshell. Just like, it's fine. We did yes. it. That yeah. is, that is so true. Exactly. Like, is everything normal now? Um. Mm-hmm. No, and and it's not, and it and it. What's scary? It's sad to me that like this is a liter. Everything's on fire. Like this is not. I mean, you could ignore people dying from not being able to access abortion rights. Maybe if you really tried, you can't really ignore this. And it is yeah. at our doorstep. It is happening now. We are living it, and we are such a rotting example for the world. I'm sorry. Here we are. We're begging not only begging Saudi Arabia to like dig more oil, you know, begging war criminals, but we're like, we're not even willing to, we're begging oil companies in this country. We're begging them drill more, please drill more because gas prices are so expensive. If he really cared, he'd stop the fucking subsidies to the fossil fuel industry. He would get tough on these oil executives and say, I don't give a shit. If you're like, I, you're going to raise prices anyway, no matter what I do, what, what else can they do to hurt you, Biden? Chevron can't hurt you. You're not even doing enough. Even with high oil prices, your approval ratings would still be low. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing, man? You can't. So anyway, it's just, it's, uh, it's upsetting that the, I mean, yay, small baby steps, but we need major action right now. Um, He loves a baby step. We don't need major change. We need incremental change that will last. That's right. Isn't that sort of paraphrasing his approach to everything? We're just going to inch our way. It's like, oh, you got four years. You are too old to run again. Do big things now. <laughs> oh, you got four years. I know that's a drop <laughs> in the bucket to your political career that's been way too long. It's true. <sighs> yeah. We have to bring in. We got to bring in our guests. Uh, uh, They've been waiting patiently in the wings. Um, They are the director of the Reproductive Legal Defense Fund of If, When, How. Uh, Their work in activism is focused on queer and trans liberation, supporting survivors of intimate partner violence, economic justice, family defense, immigrant justice, and prison abolition. Please welcome Rafa Kidvai. Hey, folks. Hey, Rafa. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. We need a lawyer's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on all of this. Um, I think, uh, I actually think a lot of people have been really inspired by the Dobbs decision to, um, to understand that, that, you know, we need to buck up the ranks of um, lawyers and defense uh, and, 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 and even just an honoring of the like Supreme court, like decision-making and all the civil rights that we've gotten at the, um, thanks to, um, years of not just organizing, um, but, but, but legal work as well. And so it's great to talk to you. And I know if, when, how covers, um, bail and defense funds for people who are unjustly targeted for terminating their own pregnancies, um, which I can only imagine, must be insane right now as the head of the defense fund are you in are you being like like tons of patients calling you knocking down your door are you do you feel like you guys are in a legal limbo given the trigger bans in different states um what is what's happening on the ground right now for you guys yeah these are really good questions so 
Actually, the Reaper Legal Defense Fund was started a year ago, well before we knew the Dobbs decision was technically going to be handed out. And we, I mean, we kind of knew what was coming, right? Like Reaper activists have been talking for a long time about how this has been the long game of the sort of Christo-fascist, white supremacist, religious right combination of same seven people. Maybe it's more than that, but I just mean it's the same crew of people, right, doing all the shit. And we kind of have expected them um, to attack our bodily autonomy on different fronts. And we've seen that whether it comes to trans leg- anti-trans legislation, we've seen that just generally with, um, you know, Clarence Thomas's um, words. Anyway, sorry, I just lost my words thinking of Clarence Thomas's words because they're so fucking atrocious. So, um, <laughs> A couple of things. Trigger bans haven't really impacted whether we've had more cases because most of them don't directly target pregnant people and and abortion seekers. They really target providers. But that doesn't change that it impacts culture really, really deeply. So even when Roe was in effect, prosecutors around this country were prosecuting people for their pregnancy outcomes. And who they were targeting was obviously poor folks, black and brown folks, indigenous folks, migrants, um, trans and queer people, just all the same people that are criminalized now. Right, exactly. Anyway. And so because we're a nation that's sort of steeped in capitalism and white supremacy, we weren't really listening to those folks. And so now suddenly I think what's happened is people are like, oh, shit, this could be me in a really different way. And which people, of course, we know who, right? Like, I think cis white women are freaking out. And it's fine. It's good. They should freak out. It's important to freak out. And at the same time, I think this criminalization has been happening. What we have seen is that people are going to be self-managing their abortions more than ever before because people who self-manage their abortions are either people that the state has already deemed suspicious. So they're going to assume that they've done something to end their own pregnancy, that that thing is that that thing is wrong or criminal somehow. And then it's often about safety or not trusting the medical system. So if you're a non-binary person, you know that your OB is maybe not your friend and therefore you feel uncomfortable going to the doctor. It's valid, right? And so people self-manage for all sorts of reasons. Intimate, you know, survivors of intimate partner violence, the need for privacy, the need to self-manage without there being consequences. And so for all these reasons, people have already been self-managing. But what's really happening now is that with the end of clinical access for so many people, People will need to self-manage. Yes. And so I think- And to clarify, self-managing meaning using plants, using the abortion pill um, to to induce an abortion at home, and which unlike the late 70s or, or late 60s and 70s, was not available. And now we really have mm-hmm. it's a different um, landscape. Yeah, I mean self-managed abortion could be all sorts of abortions that people do on their own terms, but you're right that most people self-manage their abortions via medication, because the truth is most people just desire safety and comfort, right? And we know that this is a medically Mm -hmm. safe way. You know, misoprostol is available under the generic name Cytotec, sort of uh, for lots of things, ulcers, for arthritis. And so this is medication that's also more easily accessible in people's lives. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, we just saw Renee Bracey Sherman testify in front of Congress and really sort of talk about the abortion regimen, which if people haven't seen, they should really watch because she talks about the WHO and what their recommendations are and what they say is perfectly safe up to 12 weeks, not what the FDA says. They say 10 weeks, um, which is, you know, one mifepristone, four misoprostol or 12 misoprostol. 
Um, you can sort of watch the video, but it's really- I have it right here. I was gonna show yeah, it show really, it, show really it. quickly since you've, since you've mentioned it, let's, yeah. let's, talk, let's talk about it. Shortly before my appointment, I didn't know if I could hold on. I didn't think I could be pregnant for another moment. I hoped it would all go away. And when it didn't, every day I considered throwing myself down the stairs as I had seen in movies and in history books. One night I drank an unsafe amount of alcohol believing it would cause a miscarriage. It didn't. Thankfully, I went to my appointment and received my abortion. That was when it was legal in every state. Now it is not, and I know some will try the methods that I did, and I want them to know that there are safe methods to self-managing their abortions, according to the World Health Organization. It is one mifepristone pill followed by four misoprostol pills dissolved under the tongue 24 to 48 hours later, or a series of 12 misoprostol pills, four at a time, dissolved under the tongue every three hours. There's no way to test it in the bloodstream and a person doesn't need to tell the police what they took. I share that to exercise my right to free speech because there are organizations and legislators who want to make what I just said a crime. Everyone loves someone who has abortions. Great. So that's um, Bracey Sherman, right? Um, Her name Bracey Sherman, yeah. Who is with um, We Testify, I believe, is the organization that she started. Um, can you just talk about that legal aspect that she talked about at the end, you know, which is um, you don't have to tell the police what you took. Mm-hmm. And it is not a crime. Um, even in these states, are you and I know because you, you all are representing and helping with the legal funds for people seeking abortions. Can you just speak to that? Yeah. So, you know. In terms of self-managed abortion specifically, it's only a crime in three states. Um, but we've seen the criminalization of people for self-managing their abortion in 26 states, so more than half the country, right? And that's really about prosecutors not understanding the law or having or being sort of willfully ignorant or being jackasses, which is like my personal opinion as a public defender, right? Like I think they have an intentional desire to do bad in the world. And so <laughs> when they can, they will target people and try to criminalize them, when, whether they have the constitutional legal authority to do so or not. And so that's the first part that I think I want people to know. Um, what was your second question about what specifically legally in terms of the trigger bans? Yeah, like has that thrown you guys, you're saying it's mostly fallen on providers, clinics, obviously, um, and doctors who I know even just this week are, you know, there's all these like horror stories of people not performing ectopic pregnancy um, surgeries and um, and DNEs and DNCs on for miscarriages. But essentially, like, has it thrown your work into legal limbo or or not? No, I mean, we're already supporting people who already criminalized, right? We're supporting people that are either alleged to have self-managed their abortions or didn't self-manage their abortions and had stillbirths or miscarriages. And then the state decides that we want to punish them. And I think the scary part about doctors really is we're really talking about the fact that a huge percentage of our cases are reported by medical professionals who wrongfully believe that instead of providing care, it is their job to report people to the cops if they believe that they may be self-managed. Oh, I remember your question now. You were asking about if you take the medication orally, what happens? What can you tell the cops? And the truth is, you know, medically, if you need any sort of medical attention for miscarriage management, it's exactly the same medical regimen. Yeah. And there's no way to tell that you took any medication if you took it orally. And so I think there's no point in telling our doctors if we know the care is the same, why take the risk of informing them when they could be the ones reporting you when they 
so often wrongfully believe that um, they should report people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just sticking with those, the doctors and I know I've just been really floored because you hear about doctors consulting their attorneys inside hospitals um, versus just performing these procedures that are, you know, standard that they've been doing for so long to save people's from getting infection, maybe save people from sterilization, maybe save their lives. Um, Like, just what do you make of that as a lawyer, as someone who sees that, that they're, you know, I, I, I was telling you this earlier, like that you the version of you, the like evil version of you works for a hospital and tells doctors not to do this, you know? Um, but is that crazy? Am I, am I being hard on doctors for wanting to cover their own asses? Um, or, or is my sort of anger at their cowardice like justified? I think your anger at anyone who is using their profession to not do good is justified, right? And I think that the point is that you expect medical providers to provide you care. And you get to be mad when that care is not being provided. I, I don't really have sort of um, legal expertise to tell you whether it's like risky or not risky. But I, what I do feel is like as a public defender, as someone who's been a lawyer, if, if you're just out here replicating tropes and replicating the system, then why did you get into this profession in the first place, right? Yeah. If you're going to be here telling people that you're here to provide care, then I think you need to sort of take the stand that places like Physicians for Reproductive Health have taken, which is we're going to support Dr. Caitlin Bernard, for instance, who ended up providing an abortion in the case of the 10-year-old. Like, we support this person because this is their job and we respect them and we love them and we care for them. Our jobs as physicians is to do good in the world. Um, So I I think on that front, and I think that there's also, I think generally this is a risky landscape, right? And medically, legally, et cetera. And that it's important, it's important not to succumb so quickly. And this is, and certainly not preemptively. Like you, of course, the state is going to tell you don't do X, Y, and Z, right? Look, of course, prosecutors are going to try to scare you. And if you're the person directly being criminalized, I understand you need to protect yourself. And that's really, really important. And on the other hand, as institutions or as organizations, Part of our fight has to involve fighting laws and fighting governments because these laws are unjust. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you about, you know, Biden has directed HHS, you know, in again, the sort of series of executive uh, actions that really felt more like suggestions, but directed HHS to basically ensure that under HIPAA, under patient confidentiality agreements, no doctor has to report what you're saying, the, you know, suspicion of um, a self-managed abortion or an abortion or whatever it is. Um, is that reaching people? Like, is that reaching doctors? Is it is it enough to say, I want to direct HHS and I'll put it on my website, reproductiverights.gov, you know, like, um, yeah, I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts yeah, on Yeah, I mean... Well, one, clearly doctors need the guidance. So yes, absolutely useful. Helpful to have them be told, don't go on reporting your patients, right? Hopefully yeah. if the president says it, says it, it means something. I mean, like, that's the extent <laughs> to which I, I think it's useful, right? And, and of course, like people in this landscape who've been doing this work have been wanting this to be made explicit. And so for them, super glad. As far as the Biden administration's response to this generally, I mean, the Democrats have just been embarrassing. And we're not like kind of behind. I mean, if I can work with my colleagues to set up an RLDF a year before we know the Dobbs decision is coming out, I think 
obviously one expects more of the federal government, right? But instead we yeah. have the Biden administration not being able to say abortion. We have Kamala Harris doing her Kamala Harris thing where it's like really hard to tell what the fuck she just said. <laughs> and they're like, and she's like, I, we thought that this was going to be okay. I forget that clip, right? It's like, we thought it was going to be okay. So we were just sitting like, what are you talking about? You're yep. the federal yep. government. Yeah. And yep. so on that front, I think what I can just say is that like, I mean, like, seriously, fuck the Democratic failings, right? For years and years and years at this point. Because this has not been, this is not a, the short game. This has been the long game for so long. And, like, I'm out here always telling people along with many of my colleagues that, like, all these things are connected and blah, 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 right? Like, why am I convincing the left that all these things are connected when the right mm-hmm. and the fascists have known it's connected, which is why they're all white supremacists, like, and anti-abortion and hate trans people, like, the reason that they're, they they know those things are connected, but we're out here being like, trans women aren't women and trans people don't experience like pregnancy <laughs> discrimination. Like, fuck you, trans people support abortion and reproductive health care. Like, I'm, yes. I'm guessing more than most communities. And so, right. It's just, I think that there's like a general feeling, which is really, really hard. And it's hard to not know. It's hard to know when you don't have tangibles. Like, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. First of all, why wasn't this infrastructure in place already? Like, why weren't you out here assuring us ages ago that you had it down? Instead, you're like, oh, the Dobbs decision is about to come. What do you think we should do? We're listening. Our ears are open. Like, yeah, it's too late to listen. Why? Why didn't the Obama administration codify it like they said they would? Yeah. And like also like, you know, I don't like speaking ill of the debt and I love a lot of RBG decisions. But like, why did she stand in the nope. Supreme Court? Like there's so many institutional yep. failings, you know, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if look, I've, maybe I've said this before on the show, but uh, I, I hired a mariachi band to play the night that Hillary Clinton was supposed to win <laughs> in order to like stick it to Donald Trump. And so, and look, I am I embarrassed about that decision? Of course I am. That was so stupid. I was cavalier. I was like, oh, we're totally, he's totally going to lose. And then a mariachi band will play and it'll be amazing. And we, this was all live <gasps> on AJ plus at the end of the night, the mariachi band, like, they were consoling me. They were like, I like Santa. And it was very funny. I mean, Hillary had a whole glass ceiling. She didn't get to crack. So I feel like you don't, you're, you don't get to be embarrassed. And at least you got a fucking concert. One, she was just, there was a literal glass ceiling. She didn't get to crack. And two, rbg banking on clinton winning and then being like fuck fuck me fuck this is why i don't gamble yeah i think also it really sort of betrays how little we understand the makeup of our communities right and i think that if you have Mm -hmm. all these political demagogues just being like i never saw this coming that just doesn't tell you where we are in culture like our culture is actually pretty perverse and terrifying when it comes to pregnant people at least we really fucking hate them we don't want them to live i mean it's pretty clear Um, which communities are you the most concerned about and are they're the ones that you've worked with but for example another thing in the executive directives that i thought was good was like you know maintaining reproductive acts or abortion rights and abortion access for people and this is depressing but who are detained in federal detention facilities for undocumented Mm. migrants and you're like that is the most depressing thing you'd have to say and yet i'm glad you said it and i'm glad that the trump guy who was part of fucking ice who was like logging migrants periods do you remember that whole story just like every abuser 
out here with their reproductive control. The state is just like prime abuser. Let's tell you how to do it. Sorry, Anna, you were saying. And no, and, and actually no, to I, that point was the Missouri, sorry, but the, the law in Missouri where right. apparently you can't get an actual divorce in Missouri if you are pregnant. Obviously, if you can get a legal abortion, you don't have to be pregnant anymore and you can leave your abuser. But again, this is the anthrax of legal world. And so all the permafrost is melting and you've, now we are stuck with these shitty old laws that are in place. Um so yes. So anywho, you and there was that there was a question in there somewhere, Rafa buried. Um, like, what do I feel about this fucked up the, law about the, divorce? I mean, what I feel is that it, it's both shocking, right? It's like shocking, deeply shocking. You should be shocked. You cannot get an abortion when you're pregnant. And at the same time, it's not deeply shocking because it is totally within the logic of the state in terms of control of bodies, control of particular bodies of misogyny and patriarchy. So. Yes, these are all laws, but these are these are existing ways of being in the world. Like when you when you use laws like that, you perpetuate a culture where it's okay to basically say like you own the body of the person that you are married to. It's no different mm-hmm. from yeah. that, right? And then also like mm-hmm. the state doesn't care about survivors. They're out here both punishing survivors in family court all the time for quote unquote not leaving their abusers, separating them from their children for doing so. When they do so, then punishing them by again separating their children. I mean, it's all counter, it's all, all the, like the logic is not consistent with each other, but it is all consistent with the logic of reproductive oppression, control, white supremacy, patriarchy. So it's, yeah, I mean, you know, New Hampshire had this law they were trying to propose, which was like, you're the person that got you pregnant could sue you and then the family court should be able to monitor you and assess whether you're adequately obtaining prenatal care. And like, you think your abuser is out here wanting you to like, I don't know, like this idea that this abusive partner can be ceded so much control is just yeah. about patriarchy. It is. Yeah. And so in terms of the legal defense, yeah. what are your hopes for actually fighting this? And I guess I've been trying to ask you directly, but maybe it's, there's not clear cut, but like, you know, if I'm in Ohio and I'm like, I really want to seek your services to help me, um, you know, it's essentially to like defend my right to yeah. an abortion. Are you guys, is your organization able to, or because of the ban, are you guys unable to do stuff? No, that kind we of function work? nationally. We assume that people are going to be criminalized, right? Everyone that we work with is someone that we assume is someone that has been targeted by the state, um, okay. whether it's in the immigration context and the immigration context is so fucking shitty. I mean, apart from the detention, which you just talked about, which is, absolutely bonkers you know detention centers mm-hmm. have a long history of reproductive injustice in terms of both birth injustice but also you know denying people access to adequate care um forced sterilizations all these things are obviously connected so there's that and then there's the family court system which is like mm-hmm. surveillance central of families and that's and i think when people think surveillance they're like it's the cops and they have fancy surveillance technology. No, they're just like violating the fourth yeah. amendment rights. You don't have like, yes, it's sad that you can't tell people about Miranda. I mean, that's de- devastating actually, but also like, it's not like they always did their jobs and told people about their Miranda rights. Right. Like there's a way in which like these laws create this idea that we somehow have more protections than we have. And we clearly don't, which is not my argument for fuck the fourth amendment. It's just to say that it doesn't mean shit depending on who you are. 
And so we already know Unless that. it's not in, in practice. I mean, in practice, unless it is being applied. I mean, it's the same. We live in fantasy land and you guys live in the reality of, of, the, of, of how these laws are actually enacted, how they are hurting people or not. So again, it's the, well, you can get an abortion if you're a rape victim or right. if you're a victim of incest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, your, in, theor- in theory, in your in fucking theory. head, right. as if that were at, at all just. And then in practice, what does that even look like? Well, Totally. And so, yes, we can support people. Yes, we'll cover bail. We'll cover your legal expenses. We'll get you medical experts. Like, we got you. Reach out to us. If you think that you're being surveilled, we have your back. Absolutely. And I think what's really scary to learn about criminalization is that no matter how much I'm here to support people or our team is here to support people when they're criminalized, you have to understand that even when our cases are won, even when charges are dismissed, prosecutors, like I said, are are trash bags and so I like pretended like my child was in the room and I said trash bag because it was like not that bad a word um like (laughs) trash bags and so really it doesn't even it doesn't even matter once you've charged someone with a homicide which is what many of our clients are charged with because they allege that it's a live birth then someone has this open case so yes I'm happy to pay bail to get that person out that bail will be a million dollars and then once we get that person out they have an open homicide case that takes a long time to resolve. They're not mm-hmm. going to have employment in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Immigration doesn't care to wait, and they might separately detain you even after you've been released from state court, criminal court. You will have an active family court case where the court will put a plan in place or try to maybe terminate mm-hmm. your parental rights or take the existing children you were trying to raise, which is why you tried to have an abortion in the first fucking place. God mm-hmm. forbid you're in an, abusive, in an abusive relationship, which is too many of the folks that need to um, assess, you know, self-manage their abortions. After all of that trauma is done and you've been arrested and you spent days in jail being shackled after maybe a stillbirth where you've experienced a pregnancy loss for a wanted pregnancy. I mean, like how many layers of trauma are there? But let's say you're released and let's say we get you the medical experts that you want. And again, I'm proud of our work and it's important work. But by the time we get to trial, you know, if the media hasn't ruined your fucking life replicated mm-hmm. the state's argument over and over again, said things like you're a drug-using pregnant baby killer or whatever bullshit the state accuses you of, the media just replicates that. So now you're in culture. If you had a personal situation where your family didn't support your pregnancy or you felt afraid to tell your family, well, now everybody knows you've lost your relationship with your pregnant with your family, maybe your church or whatever. People have had to move. I mean, by the mm-hmm. end of it, and then you get convicted and you serve time maybe, and then we win an appeal, like... That is years of ruining someone's life. Like, what is, I don't right. know. It's just, so yes, we're here to support people. And also I think what's really important to realize is that like, we have a culture that doesn't, that hates pregnant people. And it's really yeah. scary. Like pregnant people don't have, get to have feelings. They don't get to have struggles. Like there's a case in New York where this pregnant person gets into a car accident. She's, you know, exonerated of the charges with relation to like, the people she accidentally killed in the car accident because it's considered an accident. But what she is convicted of is the loss of her fetus, which was a, for a wanted pregnancy. And so really, what's the next step, right? Like, are you walking That's on black ice? in New ice? York? Right, in Staten Island. So if you're walking on black ice, like you weren't careful enough as a pregnant person, that's the same argument. Like you weren't careful enough when you were driving, even though we knew it was an accident. But it doesn't matter. These things don't go together. It's just, it's just evil. God I'm so glad there's no black ice in Los Angeles and I don't walk. So 
There you go. Done. I'm safe. No, it's it's really grim. And I think the other just pointing out, it's really fun how we, especially if you're undocumented, we detain you and you're like your crime was crossing the border illegally. Mm-hmm. And yet we subject you to American laws. In what fucking world? Either someone's illegal or they're not. <laughs> like, like I love that. I love where it's like, we're going to subject you to our draconian laws, but you're not even a citizen. So what the fuck? Then you have no legal standing. I don't get that. Um, we just love incarceration. It's so fun. You that's, know, that's exactly since, since slavery, since slavery has been abolished, you know, we got to keep that incarceration industrial complex going. So, <laughs> Rafa, if the federal government the Biden administration has said they want to support and bolster attorneys working specifically to help uh, abortion seekers and defend them um, from any kind of, um, uh, you, you know, uh, backlash or, retro- or, or um, lawsuits. If you had $500 billion, what could you do? Are you, is this a question of, of, um, I mean, funding, funding for one. And also like, like, can we mount a defense here? Um, And could we even mount an offense? Uh, But, but yeah, I guess I just wanted to ask you about like resources you're getting resources you're not getting uh, the, yeah. I mean, if I had, I guess I want to be able to think that my imagination is bigger than putting lawyers to resolve the problem of bodily autonomy and control. Does that make sense? I think that it's like, absolutely. it's a, obviously I'm out here saying I want to give money to lawyers as they fund people, right? Like I'm doing this work. And at the same time, I am telling you that we will not either like mutual aid our way out of the situation or we will not like, um, uh, where is this bank of lawyers? Like I I guess, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, and... Well, I thought you knew. <laughs> I think that's the problem. It, I think that the problem is that probably the federal government is relying on local organizations and service providers that they haven't li- listened to for a long time to resolve issues that we have all been trying to resolve the best that we can, and it's incredible. And absolutely, it's meant that we have incredible resources and infrastructures like abortion funds. It's not to discount their work. It's to say, absolutely, you figured out something incredible in the face of inhumanity. And also the problem is like, you got, it, it's it's like, honest, I mean, it's like a, it's like a tactic to be like, let's disseminate this. Let's keep, let's keep people really busy with prosecutions, right? That's why yes. they prosecute so much shit yes. all the time. Like, yes, it's That's important to fight those things one-on-one, right? Like, again, former public defender, understand the value of fighting an individual case. And also we need to imagine something way bigger than this one-on-one sort of fight, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm assuming Biden's not necessarily offering that framework for justice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think this administration is definitely weak when it comes to repro. Yeah. Uh, Rafa Zidvai, thank you so much for being here. Everybody, please check out and support and donate to If When How's Legal Defense um, Fund and all the amazing work and the attorneys who are out there who are trying to do no harm. Uh, in fact, help. <laughs> um, and yeah, 
and and thank you. Is there any anything you want to add before we say goodbye? No, just give us your money. If you don't know what to do, stop trying to create at-home abortion networks and start shit. There's resources that exist already. Find people that have been doing the work. Just redistribute resources to the folks that already exist. The National yeah. Bail Fund Network, the National Network of Abortion Funds, Apiary Collective, the Midwest Access Coalition, and of course, the Repro Legal Defense Fund. Oh, and then the Repro Legal Helpline, which exists at If One How, is a really great resource if people want to know about the legal landscape where they are in terms of self-managed abortion. And I really we, recommend looking. We're going to link to that in the description, um, all of those places. Um, so thank you for that. And absolutely agreed. Uh, don't reinvent the wheel. There's people doing this amazing work and you can support and get involved. Uh, but knowing that folks have been thinking about this for years yeah. because the assault on reproductive rights has been continuing. Um, all right, Rafa, thank you so much. Be so well. Appreciate you. And appreciate you all for being around. And of course, Anna Valenzuela here <laughs> for our final segment before we, I, I'm going to jump into a bonus in a little bit. And I didn't tease what it was going to be about. I have a bone to pick about Medicaid expansion and Texas. And because I did a little bit okay. of work, the one MSNBC thing I did, I talked about Texas and Medicaid, um, actually Utah and Medicaid. Yes. Thank you. Um, too bad. It didn't sell, you know. I'm here in my bin, in my in my bin. bin. You're in the yeah. bin. You're trying to bring me down, bin. MSNBC. You're trying to bring me down. You're in the bin. I just want to just be in my in bin. bin. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so please become a patron or subscribe on Twitch, and you will get access to that. Uh, I, I think you're gonna like this story. It'll be good. So th- that's gonna be solo. I will let Anna, who's been so gracious with her time, let her go, and. Um, We'll do one final segment, though. Everybody, remember, I, we start bitching and we end happy. Um, we are asking, what's good? So I've been waiting to do this segment for a, a few weeks now, Anna, because um, there's, two, <laughs> there's two things. Because there's actually good things. I mean, beyond like... Being a parent in late stage capitalism when everything's on fire sure. and rising fascism and trying to figure out if I want to move to another country. But oops, all of Western Europe is on fire, too. I can't escape the fire. The point is, I'm excited to bring new life in this world, I guess. But I am. Um, no, I'm just excited for, like, stupid car rides with Matt Lieb and my, like, little kid. I think that'll be very fun. But um, be beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, babies are cute and whatnot. But. Other things. I'm very... This is what's good for me. I really like Bad Bunny. I do. I don't like every Bad Bunny song, but his new album is fucking fire. And I can't believe that I don't... I mean, to me, it's like... There's a few reasons to, like, become... Try to be fluent in Spanish, you know? And I feel like Bad Bunny Mm -hmm. is one of them. Calle Trece's music is really why. But Mm -hmm. Un Verano Senti is such a fucking fire album there's a few songs in the middle i don't love but it starts strong it ends strong there's there's um collabs with busca bella which is like this brazilian singer who's amazing there is a collab with bomba stereo from colombia who are amazing um oh just mm, it's so fucking good so bad bunny's new album and then the other thing that's good is uh i just discovered cotton candy grapes and uh these oh are- yeah what the fuck dude and i think it's because i'm like 
definitely have a sweet tooth now that I'm pregnant, but these are grapes that taste like cotton candy and apparently they're organic. Like a, a clown didn't like fuck a vineyard or anything to get this. It's just like, they just, <laughs> they just are. <laughs> I'm imagining the circus liquor clown, just like over a vineyard, like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just, get an abortion grapes. <laughs> <laughs> just Pennywise, like rubbing up against the fucking vineyard. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, but, exactly. You'll never have an abortion. We're making cotton candy grapes. God damn it. Um, <laughs> And they're really yummy. They're sweet as hell. They literally taste like cotton candy. Trader Joe's has them, Mm. and they're delicious. So that's what I think is good amidst everything that is not good. Anna, what's good in your world? Um, I I, when I got COVID, I I decided I wasn't gonna pay for avocados in this economy, so I bought a fruit picking pole, (laughs) and I. I posted the. I'm gonna post in the Eagle or the the, the side of town that I live in. Uh-huh. I'm gonna post in the neighborhood groups like, "Hey, have me come over and pick your fruits and your avocados." And I've already walked around like a deranged, curly haired Gandalf around the neighborhood, just stealing lemons and That's oranges <laughs> from homeowners. And do they say anything? <laughs> or are they chill? Only the avocado tree in my neighborhood. Only the avocado tree. To which my answer is: those avocados going to fall and damage cars. You don't want that. You need me. You wait, need me. So wait, wait, wait. What are you saying? You're saying that well, only the person who owns the avocado tree is like, "Those are my avocados," and yes, yeah. I am going to eat Did them they- all say that you could like pick those avocados even though you're standing on a public part of the sidewalk and I was like (laughs) um they did not but here's what I'm gonna tell you there's no way they're gonna eat all those avocados there's no way that's one house (laughs) um so So I have one of those pickers too because I have an orange tree I have a sour orange tree and a sweet one and um the sour one has tons of oranges. And so people always think they'll like jump and try to grab it. And then they're like, hell yeah. And they open it and they're like, oh, (laughs) it's like way too sour. And I'm always like, I'm watching from a window. Like (laughs) unless it's me, because I will eat a lemon just raw. I had scurvy in a past life and I will never die that way again. I will. I love a sour everything. I so think I think lemon lemon are legit like one of the best fruits. Uh, I fucking love lemons oh, so hard. Yeah, and yeah, my neighbor sour patch kid. Yeah, my I have a neighbor who doesn't pick their lemons, and I definitely should go over with my picker and run around. If yeah. you like, I see you like riding it like a witch, Anna. Like you're riding the oh, the, yeah. the picker. Yeah, I'm gonna get a little cloak. I should get a little cloak and just be like, uh, just like the like just the like boil Lagerona it all into. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. As you're like making a little cauldron of, I'm making avocado toast. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> and plus, I mean, it was so funny that somebody put in the chat that like um, they're expensive to grow. And you're right, fruit trees are expensive, and and avocados are expensive. However, uh, if you don't pick the fruit and you don't pick the avocados, bad for the tree. So exactly, it, it's actually it's better for the tree to harvest. Uh, but uh, it's it's one of my favorite things. And uh, are they good? Are they actually yummy? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty oh, good. Yeah. They're a different. They're not like Haas, so they're not like a, they're a different flavor. But they're you know an avocado is an avocado. They get the job it's done. A, it's a delicious. Yeah, it's a delicious source of uh, fat and nutrients and omega threes. So <laughs> absolutely, I need so those. 
I've become a fruit rummager. That's what I've become. <laughs> I love this fruit rummager. Um, that's that's a credit, honestly. Um, yes. Let's see. I'm reading some people's uh, what what they're excited or what what's good for them. Donald James X on YouTube. Steve Bannon guilty made my day. Yes, indeed. Hippie spot on yeah. Twitch. Sunshine and lollipops, rainbows and belly flops. I feel like that's just. I mean, okay. Do, do uh, you? I mean, we all you? know. I, I we all know. Steve Bannon was guilty of uh, crimes against skincare. Uh, we know that sunshine <laughs> would have lit him on fire. I've never seen a man so angry at sunscreen before. <laughs> so, uh, but also guilty of being the worst. Uh, is that? Can you be convicted of being the worst? <laughs> Yeah, you can definitely. I mean, I think a skincare crime unit should definitely. I mean, that's okay. That should be far, part of part of the federal government. Um, ah, J twenty JR man on YouTube. Pop tarts dipped in fluff. God damn it! You really. Mm, that is uh, all the things. I anything dipped in fluff. I've Why never even bought fluff. I, I've always looked at it and been like, that's a little too decadent for me. There's my neighbor makes some sort of she called it a salad. It has Oreos in it in fluff and I think Cool Whip and a salad with thing. fluff in it. <laughs> Wait, what? Listen, the Midwest is a wild place, and so she <laughs> crunches it up all together, and it's like this pudding salad situation, and it's the best thing I've ever had in my life. It's like one of my favorite desserts. That so, sounds. Uh, I that sounds it's, like it's borderline not a salad, but also delicious. Definitely not a salad. Not a salad. There should be a cookbook called uh, uh, Midwestern Recipes called Salads That Aren't Salads. Or like an Instagram account. <laughs> Everything that's like in, in gelatin, like in sort of like 60s yeah. or 50s home, um, like homemaking books and stuff. Dave yeah. L. on YouTube says, dog parks make life worth living. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fluff is oozy marshmallow. Um, all right, oh, you guys. So uh, Camperman5000 says, weed is good. That's about all I got at the moment. That's good. You you it's hold good. on to what's good in your life. You guys, this has been the Habituation Room. Anna, take very good care. Everybody follow Anna on all the socials. Um, where can we follow you, Anna? You can find me at Anna B. It's fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can go to my website, AnnaValenzuela.com for show dates. I will be traveling uh, to some festivals and around Yay. the country this year, uh, mostly because plane tickets are expensive. Uh, and uh, uh, catch uh, catch the Twelve Questions podcast. Uh, we've been on. We're, we're going to seasons. That's what we're calling it. We're yes. not just like I'm gonna do it every week and then I burn out. No, we're going to seasons, baby. So we'll be coming up with some new seasons pretty quick. Catch up on the backlog of that. Um, and yeah, just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just excited to be here in the presence of such intelligent lovely humans so thank oh my you for god me. anna you always lift my spirits everybody check out anna's podcast and please 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 follow her so you can check her out when she's on the road she may be coming to a a city near you you don't have to just watch her on on the youtubes anywho all right i'm gonna shut up now bye anna take very good care and thank you guys for being here for sticking with us i'm gonna read some of your goddamn comments jewels of oz margaret thatcher was the original godzilla with a handbag wow yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Who was this? Did Godzilla have a handbag later on? I didn't watch all of those sequels. Beat Nick, thank you for the super chat. The GOP bends to whichever way the wind blows. Yeah. Um, 
right up Trump's ass. Matt Gates on a Ford Bronco. How can you speak at length on Liz Cheney and women without throwing up while pregnant a gallon of Tums? I mean, truly, I, I, I just, I do want to, I do want to fight Republican women. I do want to fight them. They are, they, they make no sense to me. Like I actually feel bad for them. And most of them are like active grifters. You can't really, I would love to talk to one in real life. Like, you know, I'm not talking about Candace Owens and I'm not talking about Tommy Lair and I'm not talking about these sort of like these, these are people who are paid to lie. They're, they're grifters. But I do think when you actually talk to Republican women and I've done this, um, mostly I'm, I'm I think on a couple occasions and I was, I remember I was at a California convention of Republicans and I was dressed nicely. Right. And there's this woman who comes up to me. She's like, you see, this is the, the left doesn't like about us. It's like 10 in the morning, clearly drunk. This is because we're like pretty and like we dress up, we clean up nice. Am I right? And she's like trying to throw down with me because she thinks I'm a Republican. I'm actually there to cover the convention. And because I happen to like put on a blazer and like a, you know, a, a skirt, um, I definitely wasn't wearing heels because I really can't walk in heels. Um, she was like, you're my friend now. See, we're great. And it, what I'm saying is it's so easy to fake like a Republican woman and, and infiltrate. So uh, maybe one day that'll be a character in a show I could sell. I want a show. Give me a show, Mr. Hollywood. All right, I'm done. Um, on January 6th, Emmy Love says, Josh Hollinass. <laughs> Very good. Jeff Pertit says, Trump follows the credo. What would Putin do? Yeah, I think Putin would have done the coup. Just gonna, you know. Putin disappears people. I think Trump's... <laughs> Look, I'm not for disappearing people, but if Jeff Sessions just disappeared instead of resigned, I'd be like, okay, now we're talking. <laughs> now it's a real dictatorship, all right, y'all? Scary, but real. Um, Hef, thank you so much for the super chat. Trump singing the song yesterday, throwing ketchup bottles. Oh, yeah. He's just eating his steak with his ketchup. Oh, man, Trump is so far away. Um, uh, on climate change, zero PE. It's official. We're headed to the Mad Max timeline. I know. I want to be the guy who just bangs the drum at the front of the thing. Noah Gurley, thank you for your super chat. White House attends to a white-only country club. What? My Senator White House, a white-only country club? I dispute that. I I I say fake news. I say fake news. Um, the, uh, on, about the sitch, uh, Cameraman 5000, every man is guilty of all the good they did not do, Voltaire. I like that. Um, Uncle Phil 2K, thank you for the super chat. How many women not seeking abortions have been impacted? Women seeking health management service from Planned Parenthood. No mainstream outlet discusses that. You know, I, I haven't been watching mainstream news. I have to be honest. Like, I, I don't have cable because the World Cup hasn't come around. But I fucking hope they're talking about how people like myself who want to be pregnant and have a kid are also being neglected and people who have miscarriages and people, you know, and this is the whole language around supporting pregnancy, all pregnancy outcomes, which I think you heard Rafa say, that's some language we need to incorporate, right? It's not just about abortion rights. It's about the right to miscarry with, with dignity, 
right? It's a miscarry without bleeding out in your tub. It's the right to have an ectopic pregnancy be handled uh, properly. It, it is all those rights. So supporting all pregnancy outcomes. It's the right to get a hysterectomy, as Anna was talking about, her wanting. So these, that's the kind of language. That's how we have to rewire our discussions and our brains um, around that kind of um, reproductive justice and reproductive rights language that organizers and activists have been leading the charge on for so long. And with that, good God, this show has been long, but it's never too late for the fart song. That's right. Mm, yes. That's a pregnant fart right there. Oh, yeah, that's a pregnant one. Yeah. Thank you so much to the new patrons, all of y'all, but especially if you get, if you're a $10 or more patron, you get a shout out. Um, for now, we don't have any, but D Munsinger upped your pledge to be part of the Orchada Armada. D, I love you. Thank you. Um, to the big tippers, Robert G, just fucking throwing down and being so generous. Thank you so much for your big tip. Really, really appreciate it. To the Twitch subs, Ash. Action Love, Becca1359, Arland2, Depressed Progressive, reaching a year. Depressed Progressive, thank you so much. Hunter Biden's crack. Ugh. Lizzie Nepon. That is that was well timed. KM81677 and Pagan Communist. Um, thank you guys for being Twitch subs. Remember, I'm giving you access to the bonus episode, so there will be a new stream starting soon. If I don't figure it out, please, please, please forgive me. Um, but for everyone else, we'll see you in the bonus. We're talking about Medicaid. Curious as if you if you guys have any stories. Thanks for everyone. To everyone who works on this show, Paige Omek, Alexandra Orness, to Maximilian Inhoff, we stream every Sunday, 5, 8 Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. We're moving to Tuesdays in August. So we only have one Sunday left, and then we'll be on Tuesdays. Very exciting. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., 4 p.m. Eastern. Follow the show on, on uh, Twitter at BituationPod, on TikTok, and on Instagram at my handle at Franny Fio. And remember, y'all, fight the power. Fuck the patriarchy. Don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Right.